0: It's horrific. It's terrifying. It's... Night of the the Pinecast. Welcome, all you horror fiends, you living dead and dead-ets, to Night of the Podcast, a one-man horror show where I, Brian, talk about all things spooky, creepy, horror, and Halloween-related. Today, I'm actually joined by my cat, Cosmo, who's chilling in my lap at the moment. He's just laying here on his back, looking up in awe at me while I pet him and talk to you guys. Oh, he just started purring, so that's that's soothing. Um, yeah, but actually, I'm going to be discussing uh, the 2017 first all-female directed anthology, XX. With segments directed by Jovanka Vokovic. She does The Box. St. Vincent, who directed The Birthday Cake. Roxanne Benjamin, who directed Don't Fall, and Karen Kusama, who directed Her Only Living Son. In addition to directing Her Only Living Son, Karen, I think it's Karen. I don't know why I said Karen. Karen also directed Jennifer's Body and one of my personal favorites in 2015, The Invitation. XX stars a Bunch of people, so I'm not even going to begin to list all of them. The movie begins and it has this really cool stop motion opening credits scene. There's this dollhouse type of deal walking around and some hand moving like a a doll hand, and it's done really well and it looks really cool. I mean, stop motion typically. Does in my opinion and it looks awesome here as well from the stop-motion scene you see that the box is the name of the first segment and then this segment begins so what is the box about the box is about just that a box a kid looks into a box and he's ultimately disturbed by the box and will you find out what is in the box don't worry I'm not going to make a seven reference. I know it's uh it can very easily be made with this segment. Um you may hear me say the words, but I won't act it out. It's Christmas time, a family's on a subway. It's a oh my goodness, Cosmo's attacking the microphone. Sorry. The family is on a subway and uh they're they're riding to to get home and there's an old man not incredibly old gentleman, maybe in his fifties or sixties. And he's an odd looking guy and he has this red box and the son, the little kid is sitting next to this man and he turns to the man and he asks, you know, what's in the box and this kid looks inside the box after the gentleman opens it up slightly and the kid goes from being curious to just straight dead face, no emotion. And then you see the title, The Box. Though we already saw the title, The Box. So there was double titleage going on. Not only did they put it in the stop motion sequence, but they also decided to add their own title to this segment. I find that a little interesting. I'm not quite sure that a lot of other anthology movies have done that before. This might have been the first one that I've seen do that. I didn't particularly care for it. I saw the name of the movie once. I didn't need to see it again. So the double title happens and then it just goes on to basically this family eating dinner and then this kid isn't hungry. The kid goes several days uh, without eating, I believe five days. The mother starts to worry. The father starts to worry. They have a discussion about it. The father gets relatively heated. The mother stays calm. There's some nice shots of food in this particular segment as well. Um... Because it has to do with not eating. Uh, The kid doesn't eat for five days. He talks to his sister. I guess he ultimately told his sister what was in the box. She's not eating now. Then he tells his dad. His dad's not eating now. And then it's like Christmas time. And everyone looks really gaunt and gross, actually. And they're opening up presents. But life seems to be going on. And the mom has a really disturbing dream where she's lying down, uh, looks dead on the table. And the father's like chopping her up and feeding her the kids. And they're all happy as can be. The segment's almost over from about there. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending or what happens. Um, I wasn't particularly happy with what happened. But uh, I thought this segment had a lot of potential, and it failed. It was a cool concept. It was done relatively well with the box being the main focus of attention and the suspense that was built around, you know, what is in this box. And uh, I'm not going to tell you what's in the box, uh, and I'm just going to leave it like that. And that's the first segment. So I was disappointed with the first segment, Overall, I thought it was decent, but I was still disappointed with it. And then from there, you go back to the stop motion, and you're introduced to the next segment, which is called The Birthday Party. This one might be my least favorite segment in the anthology. It's a mom, she's starting to get ready for her birthday, and suddenly she finds out that her husband is dead. Now, before she finds out that her husband is dead, I have to mention that they have a stuffed cat on the counter. Their cat has been taxidermied and he is stuffed in a sleeping position on the counter. I only know this because they move him and he is incredibly stiff and then she pets it. Very weird! I'm not into getting your pets taxidermied. That is super awkward and uncomfortable for me. There was a woman that lived across the street from me growing up, and she had her cat at her house, and she had it taxidermied, and it was there every time we went in there, and it was incredibly disturbing and bothersome. So I don't care for that. I I didn't care for this. Anywho, the birthday party. The mom's getting ready for the party, back and forth, back and forth. She's looking for her husband. He should be home by now. Boom, finds out husband is dead in his office. The daughter's about to walk in the room, and the mom is afraid to tell the daughter, so she doesn't want to say anything to her about the uh, her, her father being dead, so she hides the dad and hides the fact that he is dead. That's pretty much the entire segment um it's about the mom trying to hide the father from the the daughter and then eventually the party guests that show up for the birthday party there is a part with a panda suit there is a man uh who comes to the door to start to rap for the the birthday girl but it's not the birthday girl that answers the door. It's the mom. And the panda suit birthday wrap is by far my favorite part in this segment. It's just cheesy and it's super good. I don't know why I liked it as much as I did, but I just liked it. Uh, and that that part was uh, the best, the only redeeming quality of the birthday party segment. Overall, like I said, probably my, my least favorite segment of the bunch. Again, not going to ruin it. If you want to watch it, go ahead and check out that segment. Then the next segment in the series, after the stop motion uh, little in between stuff, is "Don't Fall." Okay, "Don't Fall." That's the name of this one. I really like the opening credits. Again, there was a double title here. You're introduced to the title in stop motion, then the short starts. What do you know? Again. Another title, but I really liked it because there are people standing on the edge of this rock cliff and they're they're there and all of a sudden you see this weird like red thing and it's, I think it was the center of one of the letters and then the title's super close to the screen and then it zooms out and it puts the title over them and I just, I dug it. I thought it was a really freaking cool way to, to put a title on the screen and I like that a lot with this particular segment. So what is Don't Fall about? It's a group of four friends who are out in the desert, uh, near rocks and everything, and while they're out there, they come across a painting on the side of a rock, and it looks like three people, a devil, and kind of bloody fingerprints, you know? Like if you've had your fingers dipped in blood, and then you rub them down the wall, that's what it looks like is next to this. So they see this uh, painting and they're like, oh, what's that? Oh, probably nothing. It's from the Indians. Oh, wait, I mean Native Americans. So there's that whole thing that happens, that conversation, which is a good conversation to have because they shouldn't be called Indians. Uh, so they have that conversation. and uh, But prior to that, they have another conversation about scorpions because they're messing with this one girl in particular. They keep messing with her. That's their thing. They always mess with her. She's afraid of heights. She's afraid of bugs. You know, She's afraid of all these things. And they talk about scorpions. And they mention that lighter-colored scorpions – are more dangerous than the darker kind. I looked this up, and Dr. Ross is going to tell you about it, so I'm going to leave you in suspense if that is true or false. You can maybe figure it out on your own, but maybe not. So they mess with this girl a lot, and uh, then eventually... They're going to bed this, this one night after messing with this girl. Like I said, they were messing with her. with a scorpion thing. This one guy acts like he kind of fell off the cliff and just disappeared. And then he scares her. And they're messing with her. And then all of a sudden, she just wakes up disoriented in a cave. She's super confused and has no idea what's going on. And then there's this really awful-looking shadow creature that kind of moves and then runs towards the camera and it looked really really cheesy and i i almost just said this segment is really stupid and uh the rest of it is going to be dumb but then it kind of makes up with it with some really nice practical creature effects there are some um, uh, body suits and makeup work that's done here prosthetics and it looks cool and i like that the the whole practical effects thing i'm a huge fan of i like cg don't get me wrong i was almost had a When I say almost had, I went to school for computer animation. So I like computer animation. I like CG if it's done well. I just don't really like it in my horror movies. Action movies, you know, all that. That's totally fine. It can do amazing things. Like look at freaking um, um, Mad Max. Fury Road was, whoo, the CG in that is insane. You know, even compositing is considered CG. So, uh, well, I'll consider it CG. But anywho... So there's some nice practical effects and they do a good job there. Somebody somehow gets locked in an RV. I don't know how you get locked inside an RV and you can't open the door, but that's besides the point. And then there's a really cool shot of a creature walking down a rock that looks and reminded me of the golem shot from Lord of the Rings when you're first introduced to him in two towers and you're looking up at him crawling down this rock and i liked it here and i liked it in lord of the rings because lord of the rings is one of my favorite movies of all time possibly my favorite movie of all time i know it's not horror and this is a horror podcast but hey i can like things outside of horror so it was a really nice shot of the gollum shot i'll i'll say and the practical effects were cool uh again this segment as a whole was okay it was mediocre wasn't my favorite i think the box might have been my favorite but, anywho, we're moving on to the final segment in this movie, which is called Her Only Living Son. Uh, it begins with a woman talking about a child she lost, and it's possibly either a dream or a flashback. Uh, you're not quite sure yet, and you'll find out from there. There's a kid playing with a dog. She has a, a mom with an older son, probably, I think he's he's in high school. I don't remember what grade, But an older-looking kid, he kind of looks like a cross between um, Heath Ledger and uh, um, Kit Harington. But, yeah, Bobo Keith Harington. Um, And he is playing with his dog outside with a stick. And then all of a sudden you start to hear what sounds like a dog crying. I was really worried and upset because I thought he was killing the dog. He didn't, so I'll tell you that. There was no animal death in this segment, which made me incredibly happy because I don't like that stuff. And uh, he wasn't killing a dog, but this kid is really weird and awkward. He's coming in the house. He's making eggs. There's blood in his eggs that he cracks open, like the little blood droplets. I know you've seen them before if you eat eggs, people. They're the weirdest thing. Do you eat those or do you take those out? I'm asking you. I'm not going to tell you what I do. You can guess, and I'll leave you uh, guessing, because I'm not going to answer that question. So he takes the, the blood, he sees the blood in the egg droplets, and he puts his finger in it, and then kind of, like, licks it, and sucks his finger. And that was kind of weird, and I was taken aback by that. And, okay, what's up with this kid? He's definitely something going on here. And you come to find out that his dad is supposedly an actor and he's never home. And the kid just wants to see his dad. So he wants to go to the movies with his mom to see his dad's latest film. Mom gets pretty upset about this whole situation. And uh, that's not the only thing she gets upset about. Come to find out the kid tore off some girl's fingernails at school. So the mom has to go to school to have a meeting with the principal and the mom of the girl whose freaking fingernails he tore off. I don't know how tore off. How do you tear a girl's fingernails off? I don't even understand that. That's you got to like I'm not even going to get into the the how how anyone could do that. But she's in the meeting. The mom is incredibly upset. The principal, I'm assuming it's the principal and another counselor maybe are in there talking to the mom. And there's no repercussions for this kid. None whatsoever. They're just like, oh, well, kind of, that's that. And then the mom who f- whose daughter had her fingernails ripped off is like, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. Well, no shit. You should definitely contact your lawyer. Some freaking douche hole ripped off your daughter's fingernails. Like, holy crap. How is the kid not arrested? So there is something going on here. There is definitely something going on here. And, uh, the, the, the principal then gets into a discussion with the mom after the other mom, the girl, mom, girl fingernail mom left the, the, the mother of the boy is in the, <laughs> I'm doing a horrible job. Sorry. The mother of the boy is in the principal's office talking to the principal and the counselor. And they, they, they say something about the boy being special where it goes from there. I'm not going to tell you entirely. There's another weird dream sequence. Like, there was a weird dream sequence in the box, and it kind of uh, explains some more stuff. Is it a dream or is it a flashback? Whoa! I don't know. But that was that segment. Mm, This one was slightly better than the birthday party, but not by much. Not by much. I'm going to give you my final thoughts in a bit, but first I'm going to pass it off to Dr. Rotz to talk about scorpions and then give you, I think, one or two pieces of brain matter on this movie because there wasn't a whole lot to be found. Dr. Rotz, take it away. Yes, thank you, Brian. Dr. Otz is here to talk about scorpions. Not Sub-Zero, but scorpions. Bad joke, I know. So, scorpions are predatory arachnids. They have eight legs and are easily recognized by the pair of grasping pedipoles and their narrow segmented tail, often carried in a characteristic forward curve over the back, ending with a venomous stinger. Scorpions range in size from 0.3 to 9 inches. Nine inches, yeah, that sounds about right. Scorpions can be dated back to 430 million years ago. They have adapted to a wide range of environmental conditions and can now be found on all continents of the world except Antarctica. Here's a little tidbit, scorpion stings are painful but are usually harmless to humans. Except the elderly and kids, the weakest of the bunch. Now to discuss that comment that Brian mentioned, that lighter color scorpions are more dangerous and poisonous than the darker ones. This, I came to find out, is false. Scorpions with lighter colored pedipals tend to be more poisonous But it is not always the case and depends on which region you live. So it necessarily isn't the entire color of the scorpion, but it is about its pinches. Now for some brain matter. When initially announced in 2013, the producers of XX listed Jennifer Lynch, Mary Heron, Karen Kusama, Jin and Sylvia Soska, and Jovanka Vokovic as directors of the project. Of the six, only Kusama and Vokovic would eventually direct segments. The last little thing that I'm going to talk about, as Brian also mentioned, he takes all of my information, I swear. Danny Elfman's taxidermied cat, Frisky, is the cat that makes a cameo appearance in The Birthday Party. That's all I have for today, everyone. Back to you, Brian. Thank you, Dr. Rots. I uh, learned a lot about scorpions now. Thank you. Those were things I didn't know. Now I know that 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 fact was, in fact, false. And now I'm going to pass it over to Larry to inspire you and then tell you a joke. Larry? And now, a moment of inspiration with Larry. Thank you, Brian. Larry here. and From our moment of inspiration today, I just want to say that sometimes things are hard. Sometimes they're very difficult and they may seem ultimately impossible. Just know that nothing... I repeat, nothing is impossible. Even the word itself says, I'm possible. That was a moment of inspiration with Larry. Now for my joke. Larry's one-liner. This song is longer than his joke. It's Larry's one-liner. Why do pandas have fur? coats because they'd look stupid in denim jackets thank you larry's one-liner The song is longer than his joke it's larry's one-liner and thank you larry i like that joke you've had a couple of bad ones recently and that one Two thumbs up. I was a fan. Thank you for that joke. My final thoughts on XX, which is currently on Netflix. Uh, It was okay. It wasn't a great movie by any means. A lot of these anthology movies, I feel, fall flat. Uh, One of the downfalls of this one in particular, none of the segments or the stories are connected in any way, shape, or form. Or if they are connected, they did not explain it at all, they just were very random stories, and I like them to be connected. I don't know why, I just do. Uh, Trick or Treat being the perfect example. I think that is a phenomenal horror movie and a phenomenal anthology movie. One of my favorites of all time, if not my favorite anthology movie. So take notes from that movie, man. That that is a great one. XX is far short from Trick or Treat. With that being said, I'm going to have to give XX 5 out of 10 mystery boxes. No, I'm going to change that. Sorry. Four and a half out of 10 mystery boxes. There wasn't enough good within all of these segments to make this a good film in its entirety. Some of the segments were definitely stronger than others, as it typically is with anthologies. The favorite in this one being The Box. That was my favorite. But just as a whole, they weren't all that really good. I get that it's hard to make a 20-minute movie with people and characters that you care about and develop a really good backstory. It can be done, though. These were relatively weak, and I didn't care for them. A lot of them felt unmotivated, and it almost felt like they were forced, and the people didn't really want to do this. I could be wrong. Maybe they were really into it and thought they had amazing ideas, and if they did, Okay, that's good for them. They made a film, which kudos to you is a very difficult thing to do. I, I know this. I, I'm not making a major motion picture, but I mean, doing independent film and stuff, I get that it's hard. Mo- a major motion picture, I can't even imagine how much more difficult it is. So the fact that you were able to do this, that's awesome. But it's not done very well. If you're really bored uh, and you have 80 minutes that you want to waste of your life, go ahead and watch XX. I don't recommend that you do watch it. If you are going to watch it, just watch the first segment, the box, and then stop it. My favorite part of the entire thing was the stop motion in between the segments and at the beginning and end of the movie. I thought that was the coolest, I like stop motion, and it was done well. So. I like the opening, the ending, and the in-between, the little segments. That's pretty much it. Again, the box was decent. I give the box 6 out of 10. The birthday party, 3 out of 10. Uh, Don't fall, uh, 4.5 out of 10. And her only living son, again, 4 out of 10. I didn't do the math on that. I don't know if that equates to 4.5. It may be less. It may be more. But anyways, that's the movie. If you're bored and want to waste 80 minutes, go for it. If not, don't check it out. That's all I have for this episode. Thank you for listening, everyone. I appreciate all of you. Please be sure to go to iTunes and rate me. Give me a review. Let me know what you think of the podcast. You can always email me at nightofthepodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook at nightofthepodcast. And you can also follow me, Brian, on Instagram at xxHalloween. X X thank you again for listening everyone and until next time good night good fright be careful what lurks when you turn out the lights